0: Welcome to the Final Days podcast for Compass Church. We are here to talk about how the events of Jesus' final days impact our understanding of the world today. I'm Nick Herman, and I'm here with Heather Keefe to talk about the Passover meal that Jesus and the disciples shared. Thanks for being here, Heather. Hey,
1: thanks for having
0: me. We're really glad to have you. Would you share a little bit about your interest in the Passover meal and Jewish culture, and what's brought you here today?
1: Sure. Um, let's see. Back when we moved here, it was about 2004. Every time we go to have communion, I would have this really odd feeling like being poked in the side, hmm. saying like the spirit was saying, you don't get it. You just don't get it. And, I, and I was so confused because I grew up in the church. My dad's a pastor. I was like, I know all the answers about communion. <laughs> what right. do you I mean? I don't get it. And so, um, so I started digging into it and reading the New Testament, going back through the Old Testament, trying to find what I missed still couldn't find anything, and Mm -hmm. I thought, well, maybe it's something, since it is the Passover, maybe it has something to do with Jewish tradition, so I started trying to research more about Jewish tradition, and just reading more and more about it, and I came to the, I was like, why don't we know this? As Gentile Christians, this is so powerful. We need to know this, so.
0: It is such a necessary thing to be part of the church. I mean, it's one of the main sacraments that we practice. It's very important, and it's an extremely historical event for our Christian faith. But we don't understand it sometimes. Sometimes we just glaze over it. We might rely on our knowledge of the topic from past encounters with communion or reading through the Gospels, but we just miss things, like you say, from not being a part of that context to which the Passover meal was given. The Exodus is an extremely significant event for the Passover meal. What significance does the Passover meal in Matthew take from the Passover event in Exodus?
1: There's um, what's called the Passover Seder, and it's an order that they go through each time. Okay. It's very specific. Um, yeah. You do this first, and then next comes this, and following this. and so Very
0: traditional, centered. Right.
1: Meal. And so... So uh, there's, um, well, when you look at communion, there's two main things, right? The the bread and the wine. Yes. And so um, the interesting thing about uh, the wine is um, the wine that's taken in the Passover Seder, there's four cups. Interesting. That's taken cup from, there's one cup that they fill up four times throughout the meal. Okay. And um, each cup has its own special name and hmm. there's maybe I should back up. There's these four cups are always taken at the same intervals, if you will. Okay. Um and there's four cups that's taken from Exodus chapter six, verses six and seven. There's four verbs in those hmm. two verses. And so each one is named after the verb. So the first Very interesting yeah so God says I will bring you out Okay. And then he says, "I will free you, and then I will redeem you, and then finally I will take you as my own." So, so when they
0: take those cups, they're actually sort of memorializing or commemorating. How would you say that? Those
1: yes, four those words. four different things. And, and it's interesting because the cup of um, cup of redemption is always always taken after the meal. So when that's the third cup. Yes. Okay. So when you read and you say, after the meal, Jesus took the cup, it's kind of a hint, hint. So like mm. the Jewish reader, hint, hint, it's after yeah. the meal, so he's taking the third cup. Mm-hmm. Um, so that cup has always been known as the cup of redemption. And okay. it always has, in, in Jewish tradition, it signifies the pas- the blood of the Passover lamb. Right. It was to be served warm. So heated and mixed with water. And it had wow. to be red, red wine. So um, so it was supposed to symbolize the blood of the Passover hmm. lamb. So if you go back and you look at Exodus, the blood of the Passover lamb, it was the sacrifice that led to redemption. Right, yeah. So here we have Christ saying, like, this is me. Take this and drink it. This is the cup of my blood. He's saying. Like, This is supposed to symbolize the cup of the Passover lamb. Right. Because now I am now your Passover lamb. Wow. And um, I am now going to be the sacrifice that leads to your redemption. Okay.
0: So the lamb that was sacrificed, they, what, they painted it on the doorpost of their house and the angel of death that came would literally pass over their house. Yes. So Jesus is our Passover lamb that brings our redemption. That's what we are celebrating when we take this cup. What about the bread in communion then?
1: For the bread, the bread was unleavened bread. So it's not the yeast bread that kind of we typically think. Unleavened bread is more like a big saltine cracker. This period of time is called like the feast of unleavened bread. So a whole week, a whole week where they eat no yeast, unleavened bread. No yeast. In fact, they had this big ceremony where they go through their houses and they clean out all the yeast. They get rid of it, burn it. And they're supposed to start all over. But it's also called um, the bread of affliction. In Jewish tradition, yeast represents sin. So you'll see that like in Luke 12, 1 and 1 Corinthians 5, verses 6 and 8 through 8, where it refers to yeast as hypocrisy Mm -hmm. or boasting.
0: Yeah, Um, yeast of the Pharisees.
1: Right, exactly. So it represents sin. And yeast back then isn't like what we think of yeast today. Mm-hmm. Today we can buy those little granules. You know, you measure it out yeah. with a teaspoon and yeah, you bake all your breads right. and stuff. Back in the day of the first Passover and even Jesus's time, mm-hmm. um, leaven was sourdough. Or So basically what you do is you mix flour and water. Mm-hmm. You let it sit out for a couple days and it gathers wild yeast spores from the air. Hmm and fungus and it starts to grow it's a living organism and yeah and so and it's as it lives and grows it produces a byproduct puffs up the bread um so yeast signifies sin and how it puffs up and so when jesus says like this is my body um now that i've learned these things about at the Passover, and these elements, I've, I've realized that uh, Jesus is saying this, that you know, this represents something without sin. Um, so he's saying this, what you know, and without sin, that's me.
0: So when we debate about whether or not Jesus is saying that the bread literally becomes his body or we're having some spiritual experience through communion, what what he's really saying is not something like that, but more on the lines of these symbols that you know this bread to convey are actually what I am. I am the one who is without yeast. I am sinless, and I am the one who you are really celebrating when you're remembering this event, this symbol.
1: Right. Yeah. It's all tying back to Christ. All wow. this previous significance, the things that um, the people, the Jewish people, were looking forward to. You see the um, The expectation of the Messiah's coming was highest at the Passover time. Right. They were expecting the Messiah to show up during the Passover um, because of tradition. And so all these symbols to have Christ say, Hmm. all these symbols that you've been looking towards, like I am the fulfillment Hmm. of, this is me. Hmm. This is who you've been waiting for.
0: And they thought that this Messiah would come be a king and build a kingdom, but really, it was the king who would die for their sins, whose blood would be shed for them.
1: Yes, the suffering servant.
0: Yeah, wow. So Jesus is this perfect fulfillment of these symbols of Jewish history. What does that mean for you and I when we take communion today? How does that change the way we look at crackers and grape juice?
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, for me, It's a wonderful time of reflection. And as far as the the bread and the cup, it's realizing like this bread that I hold, it represents purity that's bruised, broken, pierced. Mm. And at times it's been kind of like popping my bubble, right? Like (laughs) seeing like, oh, the the pride in my life or the just reflection of this is who Christ is. Mm And then where am I? And also with that, the, the cup and seeing that it's the sacrifice that leads to redemption. But for me in taking the cup, it's like, I'm saying yes to Christ yeah. all over again. Like I am in this relationship. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to spend eternity together. Amen. And one day, one day you'll come for me. And that's an interesting thing. Um, in the passage that you read, um, it says that, you know, they sang a hymn and they went out to the garden. Um, oh, he, he says that I will no longer take of the, the cup. Yeah. Um, if you remember back to earlier, we talked about the fourth cupping as the cup as I will take you as my own. Hmm. The cup of acceptance. Uh, Christ never partook of that fourth cup. Interesting. Because he will take of it. Um, And the wedding feast of the lamb that we read, that we read about in Revelation 1. As that will be the time uh, that he'll take the cup of acceptance. That finally he'll take us as his own. Hmm. That we will be his people. And um, it's kind of the big, conclusion, the big party to say it's done.
0: So Passover is more than just uh, something we celebrate for two minutes once a month.
1: I see Passover as like the hub of a wheel.
0: The Passover
1: looks back to, well, communion as the hub of the wheel. Yeah. Uh, Communion looks back to the Passover, to the beginning of our redemption as humankind. It looks forward to the wedding feast of the lamb when we're Mm. actually be all taken together. It's looks down to us as far as like, are you in this with God? Mm. Is this, are you with him? Do you accept the cup? are you, Accepting his proposal. And then it looks up to Christ, to God, and all that he's done for our redemption. So it's really the hinge pin in history. That's very cool. Quite powerful.
0: What a powerful way to symbolize even Christian life. As we walk through our days with Christ, I mean, it's a powerful time to remember. And as you said, to experience the redemption of Christ and the community of the saints. To lean into our hope, our fidelity in Christ. Thank you for listening to the Final Days Podcast.